0: Dudes to Dads, brought to you by Dad University, is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. back we are back i'm jason kreidman i'm alan bush and this is dudes to dads episode 185
1: yeah can you believe Getting it closer 15 to 200 you have excellent math I, skills. yeah i was not even a math <laughs> major. can you believe it
0: um today you know we don't we don't have a lot of guests, but when we do, we make sure they are special. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, And we also like having them in our studio because it's a little bit more personal and we get
1: that. We rarely ever do it on Skype or anything.
0: So I wanted to bring in a friend of mine. Um, The topic of today is about really about pushing yourself beyond your limits Mm -hmm. and your limiting beliefs and a lot of that. So, I have Alex Nemet here. He is an ultra ultra marathon runner and a dad. Um, and I thought it would be very interesting. And before I introduce him or have him say hello, I'm going to just tell you a couple of things that he's done. Okay, <laughs> he's been running doing ultra marathons for about 15 years. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's kind of put that in perspective. We're p- pretty similar in age. Um, he's approaching his 50th 100 plus race. 100 but let me let me repeat that 100 miles
1: Right. okay
0: yes there you 100 go. <laughs> miles he's done 50 of those yeah 100 plus miles i don't think i've run 100 miles in my life <laughs> yeah no, I, <laughs> and I ran track I, I, I don't think i can i can attest to that either um he's climbed the highest peaks on five of the seven continents so he's only got two to go
1: yeah
0: <laughs> Um, one of the things he did was a 352 mile race across the Arctic in ridiculously cold weather, Yeah, pulling a 60 pound sled and it wasn't by dogs. He pulled the sled as he, (laughs) as he ran. Um, and right now he's in the middle of going after what's called the triple crown of 200 mile plus races. Mm. And he's, so he's done two of those out of the three and this is in a span of within about four weeks and my understanding is he's got about five weeks or so and he's going to do another one jeez so i wanted to bring him in while he's still here with us (laughs) (laughs) Um, obviously you're out fighting
1: crime somewhere yeah (laughs) being a superhero so
0: alex uh say hello yeah hello Hello? yeah Um, uh, you're able to tie. I know okay. your, your voice is a All little, right. uh, you, you just, I mean, you just got over racing over 200 miles this past weekend. Yeah, so I
2: just finished up. I, I, my voice is a little rough because I sucked in so much dust and we were at <laughs> 10,000 feet in altitude. So wow. Wow.
0: Well, that is pretty, pretty crazy. It's I, I want to, there's a couple things I want to touch on. I want to understand kind of how you started. I mean, that's, that's one thing. Um, understand some of your motivation, of course. And this idea that, you know, we have limiting beliefs and the fact that you realizing what you are actually capable of and kind of pushing through that. Um, and then I want to talk about, you know, being a dad as well. I mean, you're doing these amazing things and these amazing feats. Um, and I even know firsthand how close your relationship is with your children of quote, being a good dad and the ability to do these kinds of things yet still be an involved father and a family man. So kind of want to touch all those subjects. Um, So first, how did you get started? (laughs) How old were you when you kind of started this or what made you decide to do it?
2: So, um, I was, uh, approaching 30 years old Mm -hmm. and, um, I had a, I had a stressful, you know, startup business I was doing and, um, I was just unhealthy. I was, you know, drinking a lot, and you know, t- taking my stress out on. Need
0: a normal thirty-year-old.
2: Yeah, normal thirty-year-old <laughs> yeah. going to the bar after work, coming home, and yeah, and um, just just unhealthy ways to deal with a lot of the stress that was going on. And it's it's funny. My wife was watching an Oprah episode, oh. and um, hmm. she saw an inspirational thing about a guy that climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. So she decides you know that's that that would be good for you that would be good for me <laughs> and as a gift or something that i should do and i'm like are you out of your mind have not- you
0: done any up <laughs> to this time were you a climber a runner no. Really nothing.
2: Nothing. Okay, okay. Nothing. You, so, you
0: exercised
2: a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, and uh, so she kind of got me to to sign up for this thing as, as as a gift. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and so what was it? What was it was it? to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. So <laughs> That's a gift. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? Uh, so I remember I'm it's cold there. Uh, <laughs> it's hot. It's in Africa, and that but at the top is cold. But so I decided, all right, well, I better start training for this. Yeah. So I went out and I'm like, I'm going to go for a three mile run around the block. And I literally ran around the block and I was just gassed. I think I had shin splints. I was like, this is not going to work. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I started training for this, 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 this climb and I figured I, I need to do this. Yeah. So, um. Did it
0: did it alter some of your lifestyle then immediately? I mean the training. And yeah, stuff? Like, so like I you sort I of cut made down. This yeah, I, I said, like, all right, okay.
2: if I'm going to do this and we're going to spend the money, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be serious about this. So you know, I cut down on the drinking and I started running and and doing Got stuff. It. And I and then I thought, well, I have no mountain climbing experience, <laughs> so I better wait, go. Wait, wait, and I'm what the heck? And I'm in <laughs> I'm fr- I'm in Ohio at the time, and it's very flat. So <laughs> a friend of mine and I, I said, hey, do you want to go climb? Uh, we better climb a mountain. I'm like, well, what's a no mountain in the United States. Well, Mount Kilimanjaro is 19,000 feet. M- why don't I go Mount Rainier? That's 14,000 feet. Let's sign up to climb it. So we <laughs> As sign- practice. As practice just to see, you know, if we can do it. So we go and, um, you know, show up totally clueless and um, <laughs> climb this mountain. So it takes three days to climb. There was like 17 people that started out and, and it was the hardest thing I ever, ever did and I mean I was huffing and puffing like I have to make it to the top of this thing if I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro did you
0: actually enjoy the process the um, first
2: time? It, was, um, it was by far and away the toughest thing I ever did and I got up to the top um, and there was only four of us that made it uh, my buddy, myself and two other people and everybody else kind of backed out, backed out and we got to the top and I remember coming down, my knees hurt so bad that I'm like, there's no way in, I'm ever going to be able to do this. So we get down to the bottom and we're kind of celebrating that we did this and I'm still thinking to myself. So we talked to the guide and he says, you know, so what's next for you guys? I'm like, well, to be honest with you, I did this so I can climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Right. He looks at me and he goes, "You know, this is way harder than Mount Kilimanjaro." <laughs> 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 so, uh, it just been, but I had thought because it was right. higher, yeah. it was harder, but it's a more of a hike. So <laughs> yeah. that was kind of a funny. <laughs> that was your so, intro. So that made me feel a little bit better.
0: <laughs> and so, how did Mount Kilimanjaro go?
2: So uh, that was funny because it was right around. Um, September or just after September 11th happened. Okay. So everybody that was on the original trip that I had um, bailed because nobody wanted to travel travel, or go. Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm still doing this. So my guide company said, well, we don't have enough people to do it, but we know a guy in Africa, Simon, that (laughs) we'll hook you up with. That's a whole nother story of how I <laughs> got there. I can't st-
0: imagine some of these stories. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. Well, I've heard some, but yeah, yeah.
2: So in any event, I fly to Africa, not knowing anything. I stay in this village and I'm like <laughs> literally laying on a dirt floor. Were you an no-
0: adventurous guy? Like before, you like, know, did you
2: go camping so, and things like that? No, I didn't, but I, I mean, just, always, just
0: to go like, Oh, I'm going to go stay in a village in Africa. Right, like no, even that so decision. I'm, I'm driving, you know, before and climbing the highest
2: mountain. <laughs> but I will tell you staying in that village And climbing that mountain changed me. Yeah. That was like, I changed me completely. That was the first hit. That that was like, yeah, this, you know, I came back a better father, a better, you know, I was just like, I wanted to, it was, it was, it was amazing. You found your thing. Yeah, actually, was a, I wasn't a father then yet, but I came back a better husband. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so you kind of, you mean that's that gave you the bug or whatever it is. You, yeah, there was some, there was a high. It's your cortisol or whatever is released, yeah. and you said, "You gosh, I'm actually, and also I, I can do this."
2: And I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed, you know, something, nature. Yeah, yeah,
0: all of that. I loved stuff. it. So you did that. Um, so you started sort of climbing. When was then where you actually did a. Race marathon, so, that kind of
2: thing. It's funny. I'm in the airport and coming I, home. No, I'm on the oh. way there, <laughs> and uh, I meet a guy, Frank, who's one of my best friends that I've done over seventeen adventure races with. Um, in our first meeting, you know, we're talking in line, and both of us are kind of clueless and. He's like, "Boy, uh, you know, I'm glad I, you know, cuz we saw some big bugs flying around." He's like, "I'm I'm glad you I." You just met that. him in the airport? I met him in the airport oh, I- and with some other people that we all knew we were kind of climbing the mountain, but he was with somebody else and uh, he goes and I go what do you mean malaria he goes he goes you didn't take anything for malaria i go no he goes you you know so that was like the first thing that he starts laughing and we hit it off and um, so we exchanged emails i saw him on the mountain and uh um and decided to do um hey and hooked up to decide to climb a mountain in russia so he at the time said hey i'm training for a race called Badwater." i'm like what's that <laughs> and he said, it's, uh, well, it's, it's 135 mile race across Death Valley. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why would someone do that? I, yeah. that's, that's impossible. And Death
0: Valley, for people that don't know, gets is, up to. It's the middle of the desert.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the highest recorded temperatures in the world, yeah. next to the Sahara. Right. Um, and hey, you yeah, run across. Let's, let's this, just go run. And it's, and it's a race across it in the middle of July.
0: Oh, that where totally if makes sense. you
2: if you if you run, you have to run on the white line so your shoes don't melt. How hot it gets. So <laughs> I'm trying to grasp in my head. I'm like, what do you mean? So we climb this mountain in Russia, and he's going off to do this. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, so how do you train for this? (laughs) And he starts telling me, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, we just climbed this mountain. I'm like, maybe I'll try something like that. (laughs) And and that's how it all began because we climbed So it was Frank's fault. It is Frank's fault. (laughs) You know, we, we, you know, our wives kind of, uh, are grudgingly accepting, but sometimes really get scared when we get together because we come (laughs) up (laughs) with some crazy ideas.
0: (laughs) Wow. That is, that is fascinating. So you did the first race with, with him? No, he
2: did that race and, uh, we all decided to do a race across the, uh, the uh, It's called the Marathon de Saab, which is supposed to be one of the toughest races in the world. And it's across the Sahara Desert. It's 100. So that was miles. the first one did. That was you my did. first race. I would never even run a 5K, but I signed up to do this thing because <laughs> he talked me into it. Him and another guy that we know from Turkey. And how was that race? So he ended up, both the guys that were supposed to go with me ended up bailing. Oh, okay. So I went there by myself. And it was, and, uh, it was um, <laughs> I ended up. You know, doing very well, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something that like the
0: climbing, the running, I got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is
2: you know, I'm in my element. I'm I'm, I'm I found um, a place, you know, something that I can do where I can completely disconnect, yeah. and uh, I actually did well in the race. And I'm like, all right, what's next?
0: Wow! So, so that was the start. That was, and now start. you've done fifty of them or so.
1: So, or something similar. Yeah. yeah. Of something similar. Wow. wow. Yeah.
0: That is, that is crazy. That's nuts. How do you, I mean, at that time I'm imagining like, like the malaria shot or anything else of not really <laughs> knowing how to prepare. What do you like mean? Like malaria? you sort of over the years, obviously have honed your craft quite a bit. And, you know, we've talked and I, you know, I understand like everything from food preparation or like how you eat during a race, before the race, your clothing. I mean, all of that. Can you speak a little bit to like what you've learned over time? Yeah.
2: And I've learned the hardest way possible. (laughs) I mean, I've had the wrong shoes. I mean, road shoes and blisters and, you know, you don't even know some of the things that not only can your stomach go, can, you know, a little thing like your blisters on your feet can, Right mm-hmm. And the worst thing is, is chafing. Oh. Mm-hmm. which can worse than any muscle pain, period. And I've right. been, I've got so some your legs rubbing together, legs and, uh, yeah. and everything else running together. I've got some <laughs> stories around that, but I, I, I won't get it. I anymore. think
0: I heard I that one around the campfire. Yeah, I won't get too
2: graphic, but there's a funny one where my wife walked in on me. <laughs> in a, in a, anyway,
0: Yeah. Um, that is just, it's so crazy. So even like the, you know, the food preparation, I know, um, you know, you're knowing, you know, what to eat at what interval, Mm -hmm. um, you even said, I mean, you've lost 15, 20 pounds during the course of a race.
2: Yeah. And um, so like the last race I just did, I lost about 20 pounds Mm -hmm. and some of that's water, some of that's muscle and some of that's fat. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you can. So the, the, cause your stomach can go, you can only take in so many calories. So I've learned so before the, a race, what do you do? Um, so before a race, for days before, I'll um, I'll just drink a lot of electrolytes and just get my. Um, and the old way used to be kind of um, carbo loading. Yeah, but that can only last so long. When you're in an ultra event, um, for me, be on
0: the carb. Yeah, for <laughs> so me,
2: it's a lot of fats and um, yeah, because mm, these runners aren't like lean... they're not like really lean,
0: skinny guys. Or no, are they? I mean there or a lot too. of them are.
2: A lot of yeah. them are. I mean. The elite guys are, um, you know, but, uh, I like to, for me, what works is to have some fat and some, some energy stores on me, Mm -hmm. um, that help me get through some of those times. Cause sometimes you can't, you know, your stomach can go. And if you're eating a lot of sugars and you know, that can, the sugars can only last. So I found out what works for me, but everybody's different. In some races you carry all your own food. And some, most races, there's aid stations along the way where they'll have a buffet of food. Some people like to joke that this is just a giant buffet that you just go to at each point. <laughs> uh, I've never gained weight on a race, but some people said that they have because sometimes- but If you walk it or no, you're required
0: to get through it in a certain yeah, of time. Yeah, so there's yeah.
2: there's cutoffs oh, gotcha. um, that you gotta hit. And some races like Leadville, which is all in Colorado, over 10,000 feet, that was the second race I did, and that one almost killed me. Jeez, mm, um, yeah. You know, imagine, that, imagine. <laughs> that, just the elevation. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the cutoffs are so tight, um, and the elevation, you know, is 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 challenging.
0: And you've talked about some of the food during the race. I mean, from pickle juice to, yeah. um, like, wanting a soda
2: or, you know. So this past race, I mean, you name it, they had a really, really good stuff. They had cheeseburgers. They had... <laughs> so you after know. a race, you, that's what you crave, you say uh, So for me, and, and there's a lot of runners that are vegetarians and stuff, and they get disgusted by me, but I crave bloody, salty <laughs> meat. Bacon, <laughs> wow. you know, Frank and I joke all the time, like, he'll go get... Three Wendy's triples after a after a race, and there's nothing <laughs> well, better. Well,
0: you've lost. I mean, you said 15 pounds in right. like the course of you know, three or four days. Um, Yeah. I mean, so during the race, you said there's like the aid stations every 20 miles or something like that. So certain
2: races are, they're a little bit shorter, but the past two big ones, I mean, they've been, they were 20 miles apart, which was the most challenging. I mean, that's sometimes eight hours between aid stations.
0: Oh, wow. And you run through the night. Most of the time. I mean that's how it Yeah. Um and you had mentioned that like the 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 course is not exact all the time. In other words, you know from point A to point B and how do you get it? like do you have a you have a GPS
2: on you? So yeah. So most most hundred mile races, there's aid stations about five, six miles apart and um you know, you can finish those between 20 and 30 hours. Those are the typical races. The easy ones. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> say now with these new uh, 200, the 200 new 200 mile races or the new 100 mile races. <laughs> and uh, so these were a whole nother, nother level. I mean, these were. But
0: like, is how do you know the course? Like, if you're so, in the middle
2: of the night and you're... I mean, there's not, it's not like there's a huge pack of people. So, they have um, uh, markers, like reflective markers hanging okay. from trees. So, can you see one marker can to the next? You can see one, and they're about a quarter mile apart. Okay. So, if you go a long time without seeing one, you might be off course. Got it. Um, these past two... Are you tracked? Yeah. So, these pat okay. Not not typically, but in these 200-mile races, you have a GPS tracker. Okay. Because, I mean, you're... If it's you get so lost, remote. you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's you're yeah. so spread out and... Um, And, uh, you know, so do you typically run with somebody too? Um, so it depends. So the first of the two hundreds that I did a few weeks ago, um, really interesting. I, uh, I went about eight hours without seeing a soul and it was the middle of the night. I know I'm crossing like freezing rivers and I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) Pitch black. My headlamp goes out. See, that does not sound fun to me
0: when I I, just have difficulty, you know, I I mean, I, I say that, but yet understanding like there's almost like a spirituality about it of some Mm -hmm. kind. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's obviously there's we're going to get to like sort of what drives you. But the average person, I think, has difficulty like understanding it. You know, and maybe unless you experience it, because it's like when you talk about that, you're like, it's freezing, my feet hurt, you know, I'm chafing, I don't have right. food for eight hours of like I know I'm trying to figure so, out like how would I like what would I So do those that are for? those
2: are some of the negatives, but the positives for me is when I'm out there, when I'm in the in the woods or in the mountains, for some reason I feel like I'm in my element. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost but,
0: like a euphoria.
2: Yeah, like I'm in my element. I for some reason I enjoy the solitude in the uh, wow. woods, you know, and every everybody has, I think yeah. something where they feel like Absolutely. they're in their element. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, it's you found that. It. And, and I've never once on a race ever thought about work yeah. ever yeah. <laughs> uh, for the, I've never carried a phone with me except for the last two where they where you're required to, um, for the GPS. And, um,
1: you, you know, just, you're, think, you're, you're, just yeah.
2: you're in the moment. You're thinking about your breath. You're thinking about what you're drinking. And if you do have some thoughts, they're all around your family yeah. legacy. Mm-hmm. You're
0: kind of realizing what's like important that. to you at yeah, that it's point. Yeah.
2: It's not like you're on vacation, you get an email and you get distracted and Hawaii or wherever. <laughs> right, and, yeah. and you go, you're on your laptop for the next three hours. <laughs> right. Quiet. Yeah,
1: for sure. You have to be in that moment. It's very yeah. Zen type yeah, of thing where you have exactly. to be focused. Yeah.
0: So one of the things you mentioned is, you know, some of the I mean, you know, you've had like a really good friend throughout this. and of the relationships that you've built, I mean, it's a pretty elite group of people who do this. I mean, so I would imagine like you're sort of akin to each other, you know, Um, and it's both female and male. I mean it's you know there, there's both who are very very exceptional at this.
2: Yeah, so um, you know sometimes it's really hard to explain exactly what we've gone through yeah. on one of these unless you've been there. So um, some of the some of the relationships like Frank Fumick, for example, we've probably done 17, 18 adventure races around the world wow. together, know each other very very well. He's probably sick of me and <laughs> all my stories that I've had, but uh, How long have you known him? Um, we've well, known met each in the airport, other. Right? Yeah, That's we met I think think in 2001 and oh, wow. we met in the airport exchanged emails and now our families go on trips together and you know um and then you know perfect example is these these past this triple crown that we're doing and i've, I've hooked up with a couple of people um during this race we have kind of like an unofficial team uh, dennis williams and uh, katra corbett who's probably one of the most elite um ultra um runners and um in the world. Um, She's, I mean, she's done both her and Frank have done way more than, than I have. And it, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've, we've had a good time. I mean, that first race we had, we had, if, if it wasn't for them, I mean, we, we had laughed our way through the last hundred miles.
0: No, I would imagine it feels good to have that support like as you're running. I mean, cause there's, you know, what else is there going on? Like you're listening to music for that long. I mean, yeah, you
2: know? no. And and sometimes it's not even talking to the or having conversations. It's just, you know, having somebody near you yeah. that, you know, just Feels safer like, and just kind of because I mean, when you're by yourself in the in the, the middle of the woods for a long time, it messes with your head and then seeing a fresh faces and you know yeah. sometimes really helps you through some dark spots and uh, another guy Adam Scully oh boy you know he this he was new to this and and uh, you know I kind of helped him along a little bit and we kind of stayed with each other and uh, uh, we had a conversation the other morning where where we both kind of got a little emotional about what we just did yeah and so I mean some of these things you know you try to explain to to people that haven't um, done them you can explain so much but when you actually truly experience it with somebody it's it's a little different. It's almost
0: like going through a boot camp or something together. Yeah. Like it's that deep connection. I would imagine it's like, yeah, we've gone through this. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, it's something that's obviously so difficult and unique. I mean, there's only a a handful of people in the world comparing, you know, that are able to do this or that do this. Um, Yeah. Like you said, I mean, even this triple crown, you know, this triple thing that you're doing. How many people finish that in the
2: world? Um, You know, I think last year, six to eight people. Wow. Um, That's not there, a lot. There's definitely more <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. signed up for this year, um, so there is a lot of a lot of people doing it, and it, and it's it's it, it's hard. Oh well. <laughs> yeah.
0: What would you say? So you have another another race in five weeks.
2: Uh, you yeah, just had four them. weeks, it's uh, the Moab. And this one, they're supposed to be 200. This one's 240. They're supposed to be the triple crown of 200s. <laughs> and uh, the race director, Candice, has just done an amazing job with the places she's put these and the and the difficulty. But she likes
0: to make them difficult.
2: I think she she, she likes it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's not running, though. She's just watching everybody run? She's that? doing a
2: good job. She's put on a couple of ama- the most amazing races that uh, that I've seen uh, her company's destination trail and um it's uh it's it's definitely changed me that's awesome
0: what what do you feel like leading up to the race i mean what is that like you know are you nervous about the races i mean because because in coinciding with that like i think it's it was surprising to me to understand your training is not that crazy like you don't it's not that elaborate, I should say. Like you know, you're—I don't see you out there training every day.
2: No, you know? no, and and that's kind of what works for me is, um, you know, less is more. Um, you risk getting hurt. Yeah, I you mean, know? you know, there's guys that put 80 miles in a week, 90 miles, and uh, you know that's just not for me. And and I think you get more injured. So I like to do more, you know, swimming, um, just different types of things, mm-hmm. um, just to avoid injury. But. Um, uh, as far as I'm always nervous before any race, what are you nervous about? Um, about the unknown of what's going to happen. <laughs> um,
0: uh, like, do you it, worry about your physical? Like, you know, like, oh, I hope I don't get hurt, or that you're um, kind of past that. So
2: it's kind of a little bit of everything. That's so how you, I look at it. Like so have, when I did
0: the half marathon, I was so worried, like my knees are going to hurt or my ankles are going to hurt. So something.
2: that that's interesting, the the the, the pain thing. So, um, so talking about it, it's. I'm always nervous and I think that's what's helped me finish almost every race that I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I'm scared, I'm not going into it like, yeah, it's not going to be, I, even the, the ones that seem easier, I still go into it with a serious, with a, with a fear, not like, Oh, that's an easy one. Um, and that's the challenging thing sometimes at home because when I'm getting ready for my, it's almost like physio, physically, my brain knows what it's about to get into mm-hmm. now that I've been doing them. So I sleep more. So
0: Little. your whole family knows, like if it's a couple of days or a week before a race, uh Oh, don't bother dad. I've, or, I've
2: <laughs> gotten better at it. I used to be really probably not the greatest person to be around you know days before but i've 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 really worked on that and that's one thing that's gotten better got it wow
0: um and one of the things i felt was really interesting too is um the sleeping so just you know this past weekend you did a 200 plus you know race talk about when do you sleep
2: Okay, so this is this is really interesting. And the first time um, I experienced sleep deprivation was on that three hundred and fifty two mile race with uh, two other buddies, one from Australia, Holly, and and my buddy Frank, and um, where we hallucinated like you wouldn't believe. Okay, because we were up for so <laughs> how, long.
0: How how long did you go without sleeping?
2: Um, or do you not even know? Well, anything? that was like a. F- six day race. And, you know, we would just go until it was like impossible to stay awake. And some of us would be hallucinating and some of us wouldn't. I mean, we found where Kim Jong-un was hiding his nuclear missiles. We found, <laughs> we saw whole neighborhoods that weren't even there. Um, you know, just the craziest thing. Um, the interesting thing on this, this past race was uh, I was running with a guy, Dennis, who I've I've become very close with um, just meeting him over the past two races. It's amazing. You spend, yeah. you know, I have friends that I go back 10 years with that I haven't spent as much time as, yeah. you know, as some of the people yeah. you meet here. And sure. um, it was funny. There was three of us, another guy, Carlos from El Salvador, and um, I was hallucinating in the middle of the day. I'm like, do you guys see that right there? And it was like a, a mermaid on the end of a ship. You know how they have those things? <laughs> and they're like... Oh my God, I do. And they, we all saw the same thing <laughs> in the woods and that's the first time we've all seen the same hallucination And we got up to. It and it was just some tree trunk or something. <laughs> but, um, that would
0: have been cool if it was a mermaid. Yeah, yeah like, know, oh, but, a mermaid. Uh,
2: but definitely the weirdest things. And I, I can talk more about,
0: but how much did you sleep over the last four days? So so,
2: the, days. so this race, um, very similar to the first one um, we did, uh, um, you know, I started running on Friday morning. It would, okay. that's so ran all day Friday, all night, Friday night, all day Saturday. And then you uh, didn't stop. No, no stopping all day Saturday, all day Saturday night. And then on Sunday, I was like, I got into a sleep station and was like, all right, I probably should pr- Saturday try afternoon, Friday Sunday, Sunday morning, oh, Sunday morning. So try Friday to some, morning
0: to so 48 hours straight without
2: resting. And then I got into a sleep station and I said, Oh, I should probably get some sleep here, but my feet hurt and everything. And I laid down and I slept for about 15 minutes and I couldn't woke up. I couldn't, you know, and I just kept going. So it was interesting. You know, some people get, are able to sleep a lot. I was not. So this, this 87 hour race or whatever, I mean, four sunrises, I slept 15 minutes Wow! and oh my uh my goodness so it's amazing and i saw him at the end of this and he did
0: not look like he had not slept <laughs> you know what i mean like or you didn't look like somebody who had only slept 15 minutes you know
2: yeah um <laughs> so it, it, it's really interesting what the mind can do and 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 I, I can get to that of how much of it's physical and how much of it's mental it's very interesting yeah um but uh
0: because you're of the mindset that it's I mean, 99% ninety nine percent
2: between the ears. I mean, you need to have some physical, but there's, you know, once you start having negative thoughts, you know, like my stomach's going to go, I mm-hmm. feel like my, my stomach's feeling kind of funny. Guess what? It's going to start it's to go so triggering it, you know, yeah. or if you're how like, how do wh- you stop that? Um, you just got to keep a positive attitude. You got to laugh about what you're doing. You know, you meet somebody else. You're like, what are we doing? You know? And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and just stay positive. Like, let me just get to the next aid station and just keep positive thoughts in your head. And that's what gets you through it. But I had, I had a couple out of body experiences towards the end that were, um, that were crazy. So towards the end of this race, I, um, I remember at around mile 80, I was like, we were running down these jagged river rocks, and my feet were so shredded. I'm like, "What am I doing?" I'm like, literally crying to myself. Uh, that's how much pain my feet were in. Kind of got through that. And I'm at mile eighty five, going to the one of the last aid stations, and it's a big climb. I remember climbing, and I was with my buddy Dennis, and we we start moving, and we're doing we're doing pretty good. And uh, we get to the last aid station, and I'm like, "We're almost there." And I, there was, I didn't want to stick around there. I just grabbed a, I actually grabbed a Coke at that point and some, some potato chips and ate those. And and it's like fast
0: fuel. Yeah. Just just because I knew I
2: had a, just a downhill eight miles in to finish and weirdest thing. I just took off and my pain went away in my feet. This is at what mile? Uh, mile 198. Oh jeez! Hmm. So you still had seven miles. So that's a, it's supposed to be a 200 mile race, but it's 207. <laughs> I mean, so, but I, so those I, extra seven are horrible. Yeah. So I start running and I'm like, all of a sudden I feel like I'm floating. This is the craziest out of body experience I have. Like no pain, no pain. And I'm flying and I feel like I'm flying, but the weird thing is I'm I can see. It's like I'm above myself, looking at myself because it's dark. Like I'm. I had an. You're out watching of, yourself. I had an out of body experience. Wow. Watching myself run. People don't need drugs. Yeah, no. they no. can just so, do ultra marathons. Yeah. yeah. And, and the interest. Yeah. So it's. uh And then I finished and and um, ate a bunch of food and and. Uh, well, you t- talk about the
0: pain real quick because you had mentioned about that or we you know I I was hearing you talk about that a little bit before, um, you know, when something hurts that bad, like your feet, I mean, how do you push through that? Because, you know, I think for people to understand, I mean, granted you can equate it to anything where you're facing some sort of difficulty, facing some sort of adversity and physical pain is not easy to deal with. So how do you push through that? I mean, what is the, Like you said, okay, the one thing is you can keep positive, but when there's cuts on your feet, (laughs) how do you overcome that? You know, and how does the pain manifest
2: itself? So it's um so it's really interesting. So beginning of the race, about eleven miles in, my right knee on this downhill is killing me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've never felt pain like this before. I don't know if I'm You're only eleven miles. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, should I be worried about this? Yeah. And and it and it hurts for a while. And then all of a sudden my left knee starts to hurt but my right knee stops hurting. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. And then my ankle starts, my right ankle starts, or my left knee stops. And then my head it's like the pain. And then my shoulder, and then my ear. It just kind of moves just, around your body. And it's kind of like your body can compensate for itself. It's it's the most amazing thing. Now, I could have just stopped and said, ah, my knee right, hurts.
0: Which most people do, or a lot of people, not no.
2: necessarily in these races, but I'm saying
0: in general, that's what people would right.
2: do. Um, yeah, and and. and you get to it so a certain far, point. knock on wood. I haven't had anything completely debilitate me. Um, I mean, I've been in pain, but it goes away.
0: Well, so for the other people in these races, how many people typically start versus how many people finish?
2: So, in your typical race, you know, let's say 300 people start, depending on how tough it is or the conditions, 150 finish. Um, Okay. you know, you know, so people
0: are airlifted.
2: No, I haven't seen anything. So that's the amazing thing is I, you know, you would think people would be dying and having heart attacks and, you know, stuff like that. And I haven't seen anything. I mean, I've seen some people be injured and, you know, and had to drop because of, you know, issues, but I've, I've never seen anything major. Like you would think I've actually seen more stuff like deaths and ambulances at like regular marathons than I have at these. Right.
0: Well well yeah. yeah, I guess if people that are doing it at this level are a little bit more experienced. Sure. <laughs>
2: you know, or are so there how a how lot of first timers? Um, so, and, and some of these races, these, you need to qualify and have done some things. So there's, okay. but um, there's some other races where you can just sign up and, and go for it. So sometimes depends on the race. Wow. That is, that is amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, so one of the other areas I wanted to touch on was, um, you know, the fact that you are a dad and that's, yeah. you know, that's the idea that you can do all of these things and still you know, maintain, like you said, um, you you know, you think about your family when you're there, you're, you know, I think you, or I've heard you say too, even like on one of your last excursions, it's like, it was one of the, you really missed your family. Like Mm -hmm. that was something that you started thinking about a lot more as you've gotten older. How do you manage that? That idea that, you know, you, You still have to be a good father, but you obviously take this time for yourself and to be able to do that and being able to balance that,
2: you know. So it's a it's a tough thing. So now what I'm trying to do is do like one or two major things. So this year was the triple crown of uh, 200s. And I had the conversation with my wife at the beginning of the year that this is going to happen and this is something I'd like to do. So she's kind of given me the green light to do, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, one or two Two things. Um, last year, it was uh, Frank and I climbed um, Mount Vincent in Antarctica. And that ended up being a little bit longer trip where I was just like starting to agonize over missing my family, even though it was beautiful and it was it was an amazing trip. But I was, you know, kind of. Yeah. It's it, it. There's been a, a big shift for me mm-hmm. from when I originally wanted started doing it to hey, I don't want to have my freedom taken away as a new dad. Like I still want to do my stuff. Right. To right. now. You know, I want to be with my how do you kids. balance it both? Yeah. So um, that's that's really challenging. So um, I may not train as hard, so I'm I'm not going to be, you know, in the top 10. I'm not going to do what it takes to be there because my family will suffer. I'll do what it takes to finish. But, you know, if it's a Sunday afternoon and, you know, my family wants to go to the pool or something and I'm supposed to train. I'll go to the pool, and if I have to get some miles in later at night, I'll do it.
0: Which but. I've seen, I've seen you do, and um, you know participate in things. Which you know you'll you came back from the race and then went to a, you know a meeting with your kid that we all were, were at a, you know a party, and it's like he hadn't slept yet,
2: you know. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: you made sure that you were there, and I'm saying those are the kinds of things I think obviously your kids appreciate, you know, and your yeah. family appreciates the fact that you are present and making
2: sure that you're you're there for those kinds of moments. And it wasn't you know? always that way. It's something I had to 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 learn mm-hmm. and 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 sacrifice a few things, but you know, now my, you know, like, you know, we had a we had a meeting at work and we always, you know, today and we always say, "Hey, what's your business best for the week and personal best?" And everybody's expecting me to say personal best. Um and uh, would be the race, but right. you know no. It was I took my my middle daughter, um to a to a swim meet that she was so nervous for, um or a swim test to make the swim team, and she had failed it months ago, and she'd worked so hard, and she would have been devastated if she failed, and she passed, and I literally <laughs> welled up, and we went out for ice cream, and that was my you know sure I finished the race, and I, I have another that's cool, another story yeah. about um about uh, my daughter daughter my oldest daughter with me at the badwater race let's let's hear that one what was that one um so badwater was in 2008 and this is um this is supposed to be the toughest foot race on the planet and um it's a little bit different than the race i just did it's 135 miles and um it starts at badwater which is the lowest point in death valley which is 280 oh, this was
0: that first one you were talking about. you death talked valley about the first race, yeah. race that you were going to do or that frank in oh, that was the sahara race oh, that, that
2: was a that was an, another hot one <laughs> but this one is ah. in the united states and it's called bad water and uh, it's all on the road and it's all uphill and it's in the middle of july That's and it can get up to 130 degrees i mean so you have to heat train i mean this is this is a brutal race so um this is when I, I was I was going a little crazy and doing a lot of these things, and um, we had had uh, Lucy, and she was about two years old. Um, my oldest daughter was 15 at the time, and um, I had been training very, very hard for this race. So it's a super challenging race. And, um, about three weeks, two weeks before Julie finds out that she's pregnant. Oh, wow. So I'm like, I'm elated for like, you know, and she's like, are you kidding me? We just, this is a, only 16 <laughs> months after Lucy, but I'm like, Hey, this yeah. is awesome. So, um, um, so this was going to be your third child. This is going to be our third child. And, you know, the whole family's ready to go to this race. And, um, <clears throat> Julie, uh, She's like, you know what, I'm just going to go get checked out before I go see if it's okay to go to the race. So she couldn't get an appointment with our doctor. So she um, goes to another hospital to just get things checked out. So she goes into the hospital and they do an ultrasound and the doctor says, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, there's no baby, it's just a sack, but there's no heartbeat. So we're devastated. And, you know, the doctor's like, well, hey, if you want to, you know, take care of this, we can, so you can go on the trip. Um, and How far along was she? She had uh-huh. just taken a test. Okay. So, so she just found mm, out. Weeks or something. Yeah. 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 And uh, so I'm devastated at this point. I don't even want to go to the race. I'm just like, it's a very sad time. Yeah. And uh, um, so... She's like, you know what, you've already planned, you already have your crew, Frank, I have a bunch of people paid for that are coming out there, you know, just go do it, I'll stay here, and uh, you know, go with Sam. So I'm kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll go. And so it was just kind of a dark way to start the race. So um, we get out there and I start getting ready for the race and you know, I go out, um, about mile 40, things are falling apart, I'm hot, I'm puking, Everything's seizing up. My head is just not in it, and I'm just barely moving. And uh, so, slowly, 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 um, around mile 60, 80, this is like, you know, maybe two days in, or 24 hours into it or 20, I can't even remember. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, and my daughter, my my 15 year old daughter's on the crew too. So she's out there. helping, helping, you know, so every mile you go in this race, your van, you can go to your van and get drinks and there's a crew following you Mm -hmm. every runner. Mm -hmm. And, um, So I remember it was the morning and the sun was coming up and I was going running through this valley and this is in Death Valley where they have fighter jets and stuff flying around and there's nobody around me. I see this fighter jet flying at me and uh, it kind of like sees me. And, you know, I, I kind of put my arms up in the air and it comes and it shoots down and goes right over my head. It feels like it's 10 feet over my head, but it's not. Right, 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 So I get these total chills and, you know, it's just kind of this, and I, I'm like coming up to the van. I'm like, Hey, did you see that? And they're like, Hey, and Lisa, who is my, uh, on my crew, um, or she wasn't, uh, uh, Lori who was on my crew, um, Hands the phone to Sam and Sam gives me the phone. It's my wife. And she's like, Hey, I just want to let you know I went to go see our doctor. Oh, wow. And guess what? There's a heartbeat. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I'm like tearing up emotion. I get this new boost of energy and I just start hauling. It's mile us. 80.
0: <laughs> mile 80. No, no, I
2: get to mile 85. The wheels came off again. Yeah. You know, I had a little boost of energy. So, wow, anyway, cool. the, the last 50 miles. I ran it in. I had like the third or fourth fastest time for the last 50 miles. And the best part about that whole trip is my 15 year old daughter was with me. I got to share that experience. And the real way to do this race is to go to the top of Mount Whitney, which you have to get a permit for. You used to be able to do it. So, um, my buddy, Aaron, uh, her and I, um, set out to do this and I said, Hey honey, however far you want to go, you know, we'll just kind you know, yeah. to my daughter. And she just kept going. And going, just got the bug and going, <laughs> you know, and Aaron and I, you know, and I'm. if Aaron wouldn't have been with us, you know, if it was just me and her, it might've been a little bit different, but then there were some other amazing runners and people that were just like, go Sam. Was this go. right
0: after the race? Yeah. yeah so you go
2: this? up to the top of Mount Whitney oh, at the end. Yeah. The race finishes at eight, the portals, which is 8,000 feet. Okay. Then we, you know, slept and then went up the mountain the next day. My daughter summits Mount Whitney. Wow. Hmm. And I am just. In tears, I forget about the race, forget about how well I did, and 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 that. But the the, the
0: and you remember that she remembers it obviously, and it's a and, story. The, and
2: yeah. the you know just that I'm gonna have a son my daughter climbs with me and yeah. that was the most that's rewarding cool. thing. I mean, I I, I, I still can't, I still get the chills thinking about that story. <laughs> yeah, that is good, man. That's, awesome. that's, a, that's
0: a good one to end with, man. I, that's uh, I like that stuff. Yeah. I think just bringing it all together, it's this idea that you have pushed yourself in so many ways, um, but like have become better for it, you know, and the end result of, of with other people of feeling like, like, the, this limiting belief that we're not able to do things and and you've been faced with so many different situations that have al- that you've been allowed to quit. Right. Like, in other words, it would have been fine It probably would have been OK, but you didn't. And it sort of have made you who you are now, you know, and it's just an interesting lesson for people. It's like, you know, you don't have to be somebody who's climbing mountains or doing ultra marathons, but this idea with all these different things in our life. Of these limiting beliefs of thinking that we're not able to do something for whatever reason, and sort of persevering and pushing through that, and so yeah, it's amazing. I mean, your story is amazing. I just you know, kind of reflecting for myself and like, okay, now what can I do? You know? <laughs> Which you were the cause of the day of madness, which I did speak about on this. Yeah, and <laughs> you. You did have me do that. And mm-hmm. you were the motivating person behind that, <laughs> um, which I forget what episode that was, but we Show did go over or, it. Yeah. Um, but, and I appreciated that because that was something too, where I pushed myself physically to do stuff that I had never really done. And especially all together all at once. I mean, I'd never ran, I'd never done anything. Granted it was only 13 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, but still like that idea of being able to push yourself through yeah,
2: and crazy. the life experience you get from it changes yeah. you every time. And it doesn't have to be an ultra marathon. You know, yeah. I, I well up when I see somebody that trained their butt off for a half marathon and finished, or, mm. you know, yeah. it, it's, it, well, I remember it can...
0: how excited you were for us, the guy, the other guys that were running, you know, and it was like, you know, this was like a stroll in the park for him and it was four of us. And like, um, you know, I'm, I had never done anything even close to this. Mm. And he was so, um, supportive and so happy. I could see like you were so happy that we were all doing this, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just it was something that's really cool. So I think you get that bug and you you want other people to enjoy it as well, you know. Yeah. So so thank you. Yeah. I mean thank you for coming on and, yeah, and, no. and doing this stuff, um, Alan. If people want to uh, get a hold of us or have questions whether it's for us or Alex, what should they do?
1: They should email us uh, podcast at do to or maybe hit us up on one of our social media channels, Twitter at do dads, Facebook do to uh, Please go to YouTube and go to dad university. A lot of great stuff from Jason on there and any that you see us in, please leave a review. Pretty much Apple podcasts, um, Stitcher, Google play, wherever you see us, uh, leave a review and it helps perpetuate my grammar and the show well
0: uh alan thank you alex thank you thanks thanks for uh, having me it was really inspiring
1: yeah and, uh, i'm like inspired uh, now i want to go run
0: <laughs> record that please okay yes yeah. there we go you heard actually this is recorded so <laughs> i want to I play that back
1: in a couple of weeks and say hey did you run yeah
0: so uh thank you guys and we will see you next week see you next week